Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Welcome again to Golf Life Now. Uh, this is a service of Logan Anderson LLC.com. And I'll talk to you a little bit about this at the end. However, the topic today is going to be how you can make some money with your second home or even your investment property. And that starts with tax season, which we are into about now. If you are listening to this sometime in July, don't worry about it because everything I'm telling you is good for all year long. However, because we are launching this particular podcast right around the time people are gathering all their documents and everything together for taxes, which are due on April 15th, I wanted to bring up a point that I know for a fact, talking to a number of people, um, have uh, not had the opportunity to learn the information I'm going to pass along here. And hopefully this will apply to you or your friends, maybe relatives, so you can pass it along to them. Essentially, when you have a second home, uh, you are able to deduct that home from your taxes. However, the tax law changed in 2017, and the maximum total taxes of any kind that you pay, whether it's income or it is property taxes, can't be more than $10,000. That's the new limit. If you spent $20,000 paying property taxes, it doesn't make any difference. You cannot declare anything more than $10,000 on your primary home and your second home. Uh, so this may be new to some of you who are just kind of used to thinking that, oh, I can deduct all of that, and uh, you cannot. So for those of you that are in that pickle, in that problem area, where you've got a second home that has probably property taxes, let's say for maybe $10,000 a year, $15,000 a year, and your pro- your primary residence is maybe $15,000 a year. And uh, don't be shocked if you live in Mississippi or in some other areas uh, in lower cost areas because people that live in some of the higher cost areas these tax amounts are really actually small. So if it shocks you that you are paying, you know, $25,000 in taxes and you're only able to deduct 10, well, that's a reality. But here's a way around that for your second home. If you rent your second home to someone for, uh, let's say, short-term rental, and that's being done more and more often now, then you have the opportunity to create that short-term rental as a business. I don't mean, you know, renting it to somebody for $500 and putting that money in your checking account like you've probably been doing. I mean create it as a business. Declare that income against all your costs. If you are at one of those situations where you cannot deduct everything, because that standard deduction is just huge and you can't get over the top of that, then take the standard deduction for what it is, a great benefit for everybody, and create this separate business. Now, you can have a sole proprietorship, which is more or less an informal type of business. You file a separate uh, tax document for that. 
Call the Schedule C for sole proprietor, and that goes along with your 1040 form. Now, these uh, the separate business, uh, if it's a limited liability company or a uh, sole proprietorship, does not pay taxes. You pay taxes. It does not. It's a, what's called a pass-through, even if it's a partnership. So, for example, you create a limited liability company to own that vacation rental, uh, you do a quit claim deed to move the vacation rental into that company, and voila, you are in business. And uh, now, at the end of the year, if you are uh, owning that property with your wife or your husband or other individuals, then you will fill out a separate uh, 1065 form with the IRS, which is its own tax return for that business. And then also, you will fill out what's called K-1 form for each owner of that business. Basically, just divides all the income and the losses uh, and separates it out so that the IRS and the world knows that you own half of the business, so you get credit for half of the income and half of the deductions. And those K-1 forms are filed with your 1040 form. There's a line to put those in there on the 1040 form. So you send away that 1065 form as if it's an individual entity for your business, that's an LLC, and you send it over to the government or you send away the, um, uh, and the Schedule C on the other hand, if you're a sole proprietorship, that goes with your 1040 form. Uh, but either one, either one of those, basically you're filling out this form saying I have a real business here and these are the expenses and this is the income and this is the net result. So let's say that that net result, regardless of how you do this, is a loss. Uh, you may be able to take that loss against other income that you've earned, your payroll, for example, or your, you know, your W-2 form. You may be able to do that. Uh, it depends on your circumstances. You have to you know, follow some rules. Uh, some people can deduct them right away. Depends on the amount of money. Depends on your earnings, etc. cetera. And, uh, and if you cannot, then if you had a loss, which is basically a credit you can use against your other income when you're allowed to do it, uh, you can push that forward until the day you sell the property and then you get credit for it then. So you really never lose it even if you don't qualify for that instant ability to do that. So in, in today, for example, if you are unable to deduct the total value of all the expenses that you're putting into that second home, uh, yeah, because all you can really do with that is just deduct the um, taxes and the uh, insurance under, under current law, but if it's a business, you can deduct all of the expenses against all of the income. And uh, that would give you a leg up, basically, um, with the IRS and may be able to help offset other income that you learn, that you earn. That's the whole point of setting this up. Now, there's another reason to do that, too, that has nothing to do with taxes. It's about personal protection. If you are renting your second home to someone and they fall and break their leg, they could sue you for more money than the insurance company will pay out, and they can sue you for anything that you own if that property is in your name personally. 
you've exposed all of your personal income and assets. Uh, if you put that property into an LLC, then the damages that could be incurred, um, the, the lawsuits, etc., that stops with the LLC and your personal properties are protected. That's the intent of an LLC. So you see that's an additional advantage, but the taxes are the main reason that uh, people will do this. However, it depends on your circumstances. You may find the main reason is the protection of assets. But it happens to do both of those things. So we're coming up, you know, we're in the new tax year now, and you have been renting it off and on to someone for or some other people and just kind of pocketing the money, putting it in your account. All right. Before April 15th, you still have the opportunity to do the right thing. And the right thing is to let the IRS know that you've earned some income and pay taxes on that income if that's the way it works out. And generally, it won't work out that way. Now, I don't take this as gospel. You have to check this out and run the numbers. But the reason I say that is a lot of people who have just rented their property a little bit won't have that much income. Maybe they have, let's say, $2,000, $3,000 in income, possibly. Um, of course, you may have twenty or 30000 But, you know, if this is just an off and on kind of thing, and you just put that in your checking account, well, I'm telling you that the depreciation on a sizable property alone, let alone the property taxes and the interest you're paying on the mortgage, for example, um, should be enough to offset all of that income and leave you in a situation where you may be qualified to use that loss at that time against other income. So you see the, the definite benefits here by separating your personal life from your business life. And that's an important thing too for psychologically as well. You don't have to dig through your personal checking account to find any deposits that were made or any checks that were written to a maintenance person for the property. And that way you keep it all separate. Uh, some other pointers about this. If you have a second home, uh, you are able to deduct, as I said, the interest on that home, provided that it's under $10,000 total, uh, but you aren't entitled to deduct the cost of insurance or maintenance on that property unless it's a business. So you see the benefits maybe start to fall into place and it, uh, the sun rises and you say, wow, what an opportunity. I have to do a little work to do this maybe contact your CPA and say, hey, uh, you know, I needed to set this up as a separate business, and it shouldn't be very expensive to get that done. Uh, I work actually with an attorney who rents space in my office uh, building, and he does that for a lot of people, and it's a pretty easy kind of thing to do, basically create the business with the state where the property is located, uh, and then do the quick claim deed from your personal name into the um, name of that new business, and then obtain an IRS tax ID number, you're pretty well set up to kind of start doing this. And then the next thing, of course, is to uh, make sure that you account for it properly. And I have written about this. There is a free accounting system that is very, very simple for people that don't know anything about accounting. It's online and you can read it in our show notes. 
take a look and then go back to our website for a lot more information about how to you know get involved in keeping track but if you don't want to do any of that you can always just open up a spreadsheet and put all your expenses in there and put your income in there and you have that at the end of the year to give to your um, your uh, attorney or to your tax accountant or your CPA whoever's doing the work for you um, so this is what I'm here to talk about, is to uh, make sure that you are enlightened and that if you have that second home, that you are making the maximum use of that second home. I'm not suggesting that you go out and rent it, but if you choose to earn some additional income, you may find that it, there are some substantial advantages to you financially to do so. Uh, I would also strongly recommend that if you decide to rent your property, your second home out on a short-term basis uh, or even a long-term basis that you use a local property manager. This is important. I've written about this at retirecoast.com and also at uh, loganandersonllc.com, uh, our websites, uh, where we talk about the need for a qualified local manager. In fact, if your property is located in one of the many cities that require permits for short term, they may also require that you use a local property manager. The reason I mention local property manager is because there are some internet uh, companies out there that operate out of a tall office building in a big city somewhere out there, maybe even another country, and they profess to be able to do everything for you. Um, however, what happens when the frost comes and someone has to go over and turn on the water and let it drip? Hmm. Well, just food for thought. I'm not here to really get much into that topic. But I do want to uh, just leave you with that point that you may want to use your second home as some income source for you. And there are some right ways to do that. Uh, set it up as a business. Get a professional manager to manage that for you and then uh, go on from there, you might find that you like that idea and you might want to buy another property for investment. And that's where we can come in at Logan Anderson. Uh, we are working with many people who come to the Mississippi Gulf Coast where we have property here that is uh, much lower in cost than you'll find in most other places around the country, uh, places you can actually afford and you can buy a beautiful second home located near the beach that you'll love to come down and visit and then possibly rent it for some additional income. Well, thank you very much for coming to Gulf Life Now. Hope you come back. Please go to our website, loganandersonllc.com. And as I mentioned, if you are interested in buying or selling property on the Mississippi Gulf Coast or investing here, this is the best place to come to for uh, the best buys almost anywhere in the country. A particularly great place to come if you want to own a second home and enjoy yourself when you come down and visit. Thank you again for visiting and for listening to Golf Life Now.
do golf life now and please come back.